It's a brand new day, and now I feel right. It's a brand new day, and now I see the light. It's a brand new thing, brand new bird, it's a brand new wings. Think I went to church. It's a brand new day. I still got rhythm. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new show of No Brains, No Headache podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Weichel. I'll be joined shortly with my co-host and longtime friend, Matt Cleary. On today's show, we had an interview talking all things finance and investing with our good friend, Lane Joes. We get into uh, how to operate mutual funds, should you put cash in your freezer, and the almighty cryptocurrency. What is the Federal Reserve? You'll have to find out in the interview. After you get filthy rich, then we get into Cleary's comments where we banter about random things. Uh, Sometimes it's sports, sometimes it's pop culture, uh, sometimes we take very deep jabs at each other. It's all fair game. Then we finish up with our staple segment every week, the Olympics. This week we decided to do the Olympics of crazy people. Since it's open for interpretation, both podiums had very strong performances You can vote on our Olympics on our Twitter and Instagram pages at NBNH Podcast. We'll post the results a few days after the show is out. Or you can also follow our Facebook page for a great link to the show every week, as well as our TikTok for off-the-wall content. You can find all of that at NBNH Podcast. And let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. All right, we're here in the dugout studio. It's Matt, my co-host, myself, and we're lucky enough to be joined by, actually, I thought of it, you were my roommate at one point. Yes. This fine young man let me crash on an air mattress (laughs) in his living room for like six weeks. He's a financial guru in my mind, Lane Joes. Lane, thanks for coming, man. Yeah, it's nice to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. So you texted me, you're a little bit of a fan of the podcast. We're also good friends. You said, I want to talk about finance. I want to give my point of view on what our generation can do in the future and maybe just a general overview of finance. This is something new for the podcast, you could say. We're actually going to try to take this one serious. Would you agree, Matt? No. Okay. (laughs) No. All right, LJ, what do you want to talk about? Well, the thing is, um, with the internet and all the opportunities we have these days, um, you can open up a brokerage account on your own for free. Everybody, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of the, the Robin Hood, the GameStop, AMC, Fanatics. Guilty. Um, but, you know, if you open up a Schwab brokerage account for free, you can place trades for free. Um, I recommend to people make long-term investments, buy mutual funds, pick four or five, S&P, value fund, growth fund, and just stack money in there monthly and, and let it go. And um, over time, give it 10 plus years, you're going to be happy with the results. So is this advice targeted at people our age in our 20s or this advice for anyone? Anybody. Um, If you're under 50, you're not close to retirement. I would say um, if you get into a basket of those mutual funds and just let it ride, you're going to be happy with the results. You don't have to know anything about the stock market. You don't have to know anything about the companies. They're actively managed for super low fees. So to give you an example, if you go to a financial advisor, they're typically going to charge at least a 1% fee. On top of that, the funds that you're in are going to be a half percent to 1% fee, right? Um, we're talking 0.04% fees. 
You don't have to know anything. Actively manage. Just put your money in there like you would in a 401k and let it go. See, this is all interesting for me because if anybody's known you for a long time, I mean, you went to college and you didn't get a finance degree. You didn't get a business degree necessarily. What what did you end up getting? Health sciences. Yep. Health sciences. And now you're on the podcast telling us about finance and I'm all for it. So how did you kind of get like get the bug of, hey, I love money working for itself, and I love explaining that to people and helping people. Right. So um, it started my sophomore year of college. My uncle, who actually lives down in Mesa, we got to connect quite a bit more than we did before because obviously I was up here. Um, he managed money for Blackstone, um, and we'd go out let to me, lunches. Let me jump in quick. Where would you go to college? ASU. ASU. Arizona okay. State. Okay. Yep. Yep. So he, um, he lived down there, so obviously I didn't see him much growing up. And um, we got to connecting, and he. Uh, this is what the main thing we talked about was. We'd play golf and go to lunch, and it was investing, investing, investing. And I said, this is actually interesting. I wanted to do something in the health field because I wanted to make money. Well, then when I found <laughs> yeah. something I actually enjoyed that you can also make good money doing, I was like, this is the route. This is what I want to do. So you got going, and you got all the finances started. You got your first investment, so to speak, and was it just – was it just like a good feeling from then on or, or how, do, how do you keep the fuel and the fire going? So, yeah, well, to give some background, we actually started out um, penny stocks, which is a joke. If, if anybody listening knows, um, we had some that made a lot of money and we had some that lost a lot of money. So we learned those lessons. And then um, after about a year, I realized, you know, we got to get more serious about this long term, um, actually know what we're doing, get into the financials of the companies and whatnot. And um, yeah, so then we got more serious as the time goes on. It's It sounds a lot like kind of like you say penny stocks and 95% of anyone our age goes right to Wolf of Wall Street. Is that kind of what it was? Or is it like, oh, there could be some upside, so we'll sell you this. Some people make money. Some people take it in the shorts. Yeah, so basically how it works um, for the most part is it's message boards online, investors hub. And you'll get a group of 10, 20 people all pumping up a stock. Hey, uh, so here's one. Here's the story. This is the one we all fell for good. Um, <laughs> after we got into the pot stocks, it was an electric vehicle company out of China. And the story was it was this multi-billion dollar company. And they were going to roll their company into this penny stock that was worth like $40 million at the time. So as soon as they rolled in their actual company, it was going to be worth a billion plus, And you're going to make a, a shit ton of money. Well, long story short, that got dragged out over and over and over, and the stock slowly went down and down and down. And that was when we 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 learned we got to be done with this. We we gotta we gotta move on. Weird, you can't trust something from China. It just seems odd <laughs> yeah. for modern day. Society. Well, it took about nine seconds into Lane starting to talk that I realized that he's a lot smarter than I am. So. <laughs> uh, what is a four hundred one k? Like so, I have one, and it's like. It's like the joke from movies is like, yeah, $401,000. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what a 401k is. So the 401k is through your employer, yeah. your retirement plan through your employer. And then if you do it on your own, it's just an IRA where you can have okay. a traditional or a Roth. And the only difference between those is the, the taxes. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. I got that. But yeah, uh, I'm an idiot. So what would be a resource for somebody who's asking questions such as Matt over here? They don't know what a 401k is. Uh, they don't have your phone number like I do. How do they find out this shit? Um, like, what did you do? How did you teach yourself? 
So yeah, I mean, I went off of my uncle and then from there, just the internet, um, morningstar.com has a lot of information. If you're willing to research Schwab, that's the broker I use. Um, but we could, for the listeners, we could give a list. I've got four mutual funds. If you don't know anything about investing and you don't want to take the time to learn, but you want to just every month, here's a hundred bucks, here's 200 bucks, whatever you can do. I got four that you can hold for the lifetime and we can, we could give that to the listeners if you want. And they're rather stable would maybe be a word you could use. Um, yeah. So basically they try to track the S and P 500. So since its existence, it's averaged 9.7% annual growth. That's not bad. I don't know what I'm talking I, about. I, I lost um, a good amount of money in Dogecoin. <laughs> See, so that's the thing. A lot of people hop into investing and they're like, I want to make this quick buck, right? The only way you can really do that is if you're, if you're staring at a computer screen all day, every day saying, I'm going to buy right now and okay, time to sell, lock in the profit. If you have an actual job or you're busy doing something else and you don't want to take the time to learn, this is the way to go. It's the way to go. So, so do you do day trading then? I do. Yep. Do you have any like success stories or like horror stories that like something that you hit big or you hit little on? I do. Um, two biotech stocks. Um, one of them I got in at $8 and 50 cents a share. And a week later, um, there, what was it? It was a hepatitis B vaccine got approved and it's shot up to $24. So almost a triple. Another one got in at eight and it was all this hype about this um, drug that was going to help with lung cancer and uh, it failed. So it went from $8 to 50 cents in one trading day. I, I, I can't deal with that. And I feel like a lot of people, they also have to know that you have to leave your emotions out of it and be like emotionally prepared to do that. Judging by the way some people act uh, in real life and especially on Twitter, I don't think they're prepared to do this 100 100 percent. and the day training and the individual stocks dogecoin like you said that's that's really for people who, who really know what they're doing and have the time other than that throw your money in the funds let it be managed for a super low fee and just let it ride man um the reason i'm so big on investing is because if you keep your money in u.s dollars you're guaranteed to lose three percent of the value every year you look at what the average home price was in 1950. People bought homes for $10,000. Now look today. Yeah, right? it, well, the, the housing market is absolutely bananas right now. Exactly, exactly. But, but like people that bought in 2015, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm selling my house now for $80,000 more. Exactly. Something dumb. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, back in the day, people were so scared of investing. I'm sure you guys' grandparents and stuff, maybe. There well, were yeah, yeah, if I went through the Great Depression or... Exactly, right? <laughs> so you, had, yeah. you had the mattress stuffers, the people that were stuffing the money under the mattress. And um, over time, that's just not a good idea. You're guaranteed to lose value. Well, I actually have a funny story about that. So I was moving my old boss at the golf course. He was like 85 at the time. I was moving him out and he goes, uh, can you give me that wheat thins buck in the box in the freezer and i was like yeah why you keep wheat thins in the freezer he goes there's eighty four hundred dollars in there and i was like what the fuck yeah yeah i love exactly. when people put their money in freezers does it grow value if it's frozen do you know lane oh, in, the in case of a fire okay. yeah <laughs> I guess oh so. okay yeah but then what if the what if the fridge slash freezer freezer blows up that's a good question, man. So that's why I think the moral of the story and what we're trying to say is 
you know, don't keep all the cash. You got to invest that and let that cash grow for you. 100%. As an investment. 100%. Because we, we can pull it up real quick if you want, like compound interest. If you start with $1,000 and you can just add, do it on the computer once. Go to type in compound interest calculator. Should be the first or second one that pops up on Google. And you should be able to type in um, initial investment, mm. monthly edition. Pornhub came up. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy when you look at this it's over like 30 or 40 years. Black me... cocks. <laughs> is there a person, like a celebrity that you look up to in finance? Um, yeah, Warren Buffett, because he um, eats McDonald's every day. Yeah. so <laughs> He's loyal to his companies, okay? He is. And what I got from Warren Buffett was the long-term investing. Like he kind of taught me after the penny stock hurrah and all that stuff like that's not how it works yes you can get lucky one in a million but you're guaranteed to make money over time with the patience with so. the patience and discipline and like, like i said with the emotions i just think that our society if we're going to get into this existential talk we might as well do it do i think it. our society a we're just getting lazy so then that takes away from the discipline uh we expect everything at a snap of a finger at a drop of a hat immediately. So that takes away the patience. And overall, our mental health is just deteriorating as a society. So that takes away the emotional side. 100%. So I'm just trying to like give, I'm trying to prove you wrong right now. No, you're 100% <laughs> right. The Instagram, like, look at me, I'm traveling. That's what, expensive. What is my estimated interest rate? Um, let's just go 10%. I mean, S&P average returns 9.7. So Okay, there we go. Enhance. What did you do for so a thousand dollars? If you put in five dollars every month, <laughs> I have to not get Subway. Okay, <laughs> for ten years, and it's basically just gonna. I mean, inflation's. I mean, that's. I did a terrible example. Okay, okay, I, did okay. five I got one. I got one. I did. <laughs> did hey, what's a what's a fair number per month? What do you think people waste money on per month? I, I would say a couple hundred bucks. I would say like drinks on the weekend, go out Friday, Saturday, yeah. plus food. That's $250. Okay. I think like the average American makes $3,000 a month. Let's do $250. $250. Yeah. That's fair. And we'll do 30 years. Sure. So that puts like people our age at 64, 65. Yeah, mid-20s, that'll put you mid-50s. You're looking at $510,000. If you if you add two hundred and fifty dollars a month, and you originally started with a thousand, and you're just in, I did the same thing, and I can concur that. that uh, thank you, Matt. So I mean, right there, you're at half a million dollars with just making a few small sacrifices, right? So is that like a simple equation that maybe you show somebody if you and that person are just getting acquainted, you're just starting to learn about each other's investing background, and maybe you say. Or you see that they're just maybe struggling a little bit. They don't know as much. Is that like an example, the compound interest example that you use to get your point across? 100% because to get that 10%, you and I repeat this over and over, you don't have to know anything about the stock market. You don't have to know anything about investing. That's just putting your money into a top performing mutual fund and letting it go. Okay. And th those are actively managed. I didn't touch on that yet. They're actively managed. That's why it's a, a small fee is because there's somebody on Wall Street who's like, okay, we're done with Tesla. This this thing's way too high, and they'll just pull it out for you. You don't have to do anything. Okay. Yep. yep. So, and the fee, like you said, is minuscule in comparison to what else you would pay to have that kind of advice. Yeah, I mean, geez, 
uh, out of the people I manage their money right now, I went through the accounts that they had with Edward Jones, um, Prudential, multiple different financial advisors, and they were all getting ripped off 1.25% fees, which is just ridiculous. But to the average person, they look at it and they're like, I'm making money. I'm getting a return. What would be your advice for someone that has their money in that, but is also like already five years in, let's say. So what I would say is keep it there. Stick it out with that company. Because, I mean, you're already in it. I mean, you're going to lose that 1%, but you're still investing. Yep. I would say keep it there. And then, um, because that's automatically coming out. I'm assuming you're talking about like a 401k or something. Yeah. Or even if you do like, uh, for example, like what I'm doing is like you put X amount of money in a year for 10 years and then you let it just compound interest until you're 65. I would say stick it out. And then I would say um, if you can afford to open up a brokerage account with Schwab. It's free. It's free. So you should be able to. Yeah, I mean, that was a definite personal question. I was like, yeah. uh, Yeah, stick it out. Stick it out. And then, uh, like we said, make a few sacrifices. Just, okay, this is what I'm spending a ton of money on. I can take another $200 a month and throw it in. I honestly think it's, this is one of the things that is actually easier said than done. Just do it right off the top. So you don't have the money available. hundred percent. Don't even oh, let yourself. Oh, yeah. That's discipline this. right yeah. there. That is. I and, mean, that's simple. But that's discipline. tough to do. Like you were saying, Michael, people want to go out, look at me. I'm on vacation, Instagram. I'm having fun. My life's amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're doing cocaine off my tits. Like, <laughs> you know, it happens and people want the limelight, but it gets expensive. If you're disciplined, like I said, I think you can do it over the long run. One thing I was going to talk to you about, I actually read about half to three quarters of it. Never actually finished it, to be honest with you. The Bible. That and The Intelligent Investor. Nice. Awesome book, right? Would you concur? 100%. So that's our book recommendation, I would say. It is a lot to unpack. So it's very... It's heavy reading, for sure. It is pretty heavy reading. It is. But if if you're going to take it serious, maybe start with your original research, build up your base of knowledge, and then maybe dip into the old II, the intelligent investor. 100%. And the thing that I've picked up on is everybody wants to make a lot of money, but most people don't want to put in the work. Yeah. So that's why I give out this advice. Buy Schwab or Vanguard for the listeners. Schwab or Vanguard mutual funds. Look into those. Pick a growth fund. Pick a value fund. Pick a mixed fund. Three of them. You're set. You don't have to do any hard work. You don't have to make any sacrifices other than putting that $250 a month in. That's all you got to do. Beautiful. I just want to see if there's anything else we want to talk about as far as mutual funds and stocks before we get into the almighty cryptocurrency. Uh, I actually do have one more thing. Okay. So we, we did touch on Wolf of Wall Street. Is there any, any other like movies that you... The one that came to mind is The Big Short. That's a good one. Yeah, and I was thinking of like things you could short. Could you short gold and be like, oh, in 10 years, gold's going to be worth shit. You could, but honestly, that's <laughs> you funny. Could, you bring, that's a fucking terrible idea. That's <laughs> funny you bring that up because uh, right now, one of my favorite investments is commodities because of all the money we just printed, right? We just printed like $6.5 trillion. So um, I really like gold and silver and commodities right now. You got your gold and silver, Matt? You got to buy a safe and get your gold and yep. silver. Yeah, safe. It's right up there. Is it fireproof? Yeah. Uh, that no, thing probably, doesn't yeah, lock. That, that has it, never locked. No, it's, it's electronic. It's just out of batteries and always open. There's buy not- gold and silver, I guess. Yeah. I mean, why not? What Do you just like go to a exchange 
to do that? Uh, when I'm in Bismarck, I go to the, I think it's just called Gold and uh, Silver Coin Exchange. It's on 5th Street, just yep. north of Maine, right? Yeah. Yep. So say somebody did want to buy gold and silver, that's how you do it? Yeah. Silver's like 27 bucks an ounce right now. Gold's a lot more expensive, 1900 an ounce. Yeah. Fuck. So do you get like a cool little certificate? And stuff too, or like a receipt, perhaps. Yeah, you get a receipt, and they put it in this nice little plastic container for you. It's it's nice. It's legit. Yeah, so let's go uh, buy gold, man. Buy silver. Uh, buy silver. Okay, let's yeah. go buy silver. I think silver's got more upside than gold. Buy silver. I think gold's just so expensive. It's one of those things like they're gonna run out of it. I also, mm -hmm. don't know how silver's mined or how any of it's. I watch. I mean, I watch Gold Rush. So should invest in diamonds because they're forever. Exactly. Mining companies are good. Um, a lot of people don't know, but electric vehicle companies, they're using a lot of the, the lithium and the nickel to make their batteries. Is there something that's like really expensive? I know pharmacy is like way overdone because it's it costs them so little to make this tiny pill and they charge mm -hmm. 1200 bucks. But is there something like, is car battery, I know car batteries are expensive, but is there something that's like so cheap that eventually other people are going to start doing it oh i'm sure there's a ton i can't not off the top yeah of my i mean head. that's a terrible question <laughs> not off the top, top of my head but yeah definitely but it's like yeah like tesla's doing all this great stuff but what if other people get on board with it what and if that's what the short sellers of tesla are saying is once the competition floods the market um tesla is going to be far overvalued We'll see what happens. Yeah. Elon Musk is a genius, though. Yeah, he is. And then I actually have one more question. I actually thought of one as well. What do you think of Robinhood with the whole uh, AMC and, like, shutdown of thing? And honestly, the CEO kind of seems like the biggest douche of all time. <laughs> it's so scummy. I don't want to get into conspiracy stuff, but I honestly believe that the hedge funds called him up and said, shut it down. Because you guys know the story, right? The hedge funds were shorting. They yeah. were naked shorting. I think they called and said, shut it down because they're we're losing too much money. Yeah, well, the, the well that's like the, were... the stock market. If it goes down like what, five points or 10 points, they it just shut halted. down. They yeah. just shut down for the rest of the day. Like, nope, no one can do it. It's like, garbage. So it's a little, like, not a little, it's a lot corrupted. 100%. And I'm a big free market guy, so I'm not a fan of that at all. That's what we're going to do with the podcast. Things start getting out of hand. We're just <laughs> shutting this bitch down. I have a question for you. What's the Federal Reserve? Um, so the Federal Reserve, a lot of people don't know, it's actually a private enterprise and um, they're in charge of printing the, the dollars for the U.S. economy. So it's not a prison for financially related crimes? It is not. Okay. It'd be a great nickname for it. Though. I think the FedRes, I kind of gave, <laughs> gave it like a little nickname for, you know, the Bernie Madoffs of the world. One thing real quick, a tangent. I mean, it's, it's called Manhattan. <laughs> the Federal Reserve has caused a lot of the problems for the middle class in America. People don't realize this, but by them devaluing the dollar, right? Because not everybody invests. Middle class America, you work, you go home, you make dinner, you do it all over again. Yep. Back in the day, think about it. In the 50s, you had one, you had one person working a job and you raised a family of five or six and you got by just fine. Try doing that today. Try having a truck driver with a stay-at-home mom and five kids to raise a family. You can't because the dollar's broken because they printed it to nothing. That's yeah. on the Fed. Well, and the fact that when we used to be on the gold standard where it's like, okay, we have this much gold, yeah. that's how much money. I think that's not a bad thing, but it's not sustainable with the amount of money and everything going on in the United States. Don't really know where I'm going with this. I but think you're saying we're overgrown and there's a shitload of shit going no, on. No, you're yeah. right. And it's I, not. I think there's a, enough people that suck that ruin it for everyone else. I 100% agree. It's like 51% of the population. 
you could argue, is dumb. Oh, probably uh, more think, than that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's a. I think it's like ninety. What are you in? Oh, I am definitely in that ninety percent. Aren't we at like thirty percent of the population doesn't produce anything? They don't pay ta- taxes. They just live off the government. I don't. I'm not sure on that, but it's it's high. I don't know. I haven't paid taxes in years, but <laughs> I still have to pay my taxes. <laughs> so the Federal Reserve they're devaluing the dollar, and a way to combat that, at least how I understand it, cryptocurrency. Am I correct? Yep. Crypto, precious metals, real estate. Okay. Yep. I want to get into the crypto yeah. hit, if you're ready for it. Hit, hit it. me with a second grade level of what is crypto. Okay. Um, we'll just go with Bitcoin, the main crypto. It's decentralized, right? So with, like you said, the Federal Reserve, it's a central authority. These can have two people in the back room saying, hey, we're going to print $6 trillion. To hell with the rest of you guys. I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. Here's here's your $1,200. Go fucking nuts. I always thought about this. How are we supposed to know? What if somebody just gets handed a million dollars behind the scenes? How are we supposed to know? How easy would that be for them to do? (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, so um, Bitcoin's decentralized. So there's no central authority controlling it, which makes it unhackable, right? Because if a hacker wants to hack JP Morgan, there's just one central point of attack. There's a fixed amount of Bitcoin. We talked about the dollar. There's a fixed amount. There's only 21 million. They can't print anymore. So that's one thing that makes it valuable. And the other thing that makes it valuable is it's decentralized. It's, it's controlled by the people who, who own it. There's no overruler like the Federal Reserve, right? Or the Bank of England. So you remain anonymous. That's the other thing. That's, I think that, that's what people like about it. See, I know, I know a decent... Uh, a couple of YouTube videos, but I know like some about Bitcoin. That's it's so it's anonymous. Like they don't even know who created it. Yeah, they and there's a finite amount of it. But for the other, the lower cryptocurrency, is there a finite amount of Litecoin or Ethereum? Um. So yeah, actually, those two there are. But a lot of the cryptos out there, it's unlimited. Well, and I and it's so it's corrupt too in the way that celebrities can just pump yeah dogecoin is the biggest example i bought like ninety eight thousand dogecoins for like under two hundred dollars and oh boy <laughs> sold it for under two hundred dollars and it's like <laughs> oh now it's fifty two thousand dollars like yeah but me, you right? didn't know elon musk was gonna go on a twitter spree and you have to turn notifications on because when he does it's time to sell but that's like it's the dumbest thing too because it'll be like some crypto that no one knows about and the and the people that like want it to go up will pay be like hey one of the Paul brothers say you like ass coin mm-hmm. or something and it's like oh went up two hundred percent and a bunch of idiots myself included make money <laughs> off of it it's a weird system and I don't entirely understand it but is that is that something that you're big into are you more into like the Bitcoin or what are you into? So yeah, I'm more into Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Neo. Th- those are really the only three I touch. Um, What's Neo going for a coin? Um, fifty dollars right now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And what what do you think like the potential of that is? Why, Matt? You have an interest in Neo? <laughs> I honestly think it depends. Oh, this um, is one hundred percent for my financial. No I health. I think Neo could hit a thousand dollars. Over the next few years, we'll see how how pumped up the market gets, right? 
Because yeah. what leads the market is Bitcoin. When Bitcoin's going up, it gets all the attention, and then people want to get into crypto, and then you start getting the tweets and the Paul brothers and Musk and all that. So we'll see. I like Bitcoin because I view it as digital gold. It's the Cadillac. Yep. I like Ethereum because it's like Internet 2.0. You can build anything on Ethereum, and then Neo's just like my, my lucky shot. Yeah, I don't get into all the the other stuff really. It's because Bitcoin's nice because it's like untraceable. Like when the dark web was a huge thing, Silk Road, they're like, yeah, pay in Bitcoin, or, and then there's always these stories too, like the guy that bought two pizzas with fourteen hundred Bitcoin. Classic. Yep. Now it's over a hundred million dollars. Did you hear the story about the guy in San Francisco that basically said, or no, he he has like. 1200 bitcoin like locked and the way it's he has to do this like long password to get in and after he does it 10 times it's erased and he doesn't remember it and so he's done it eight times and it was like a news story he's like yeah i got two more times i don't know what i was doing back in 2011 but stories like that are just fucking awesome yeah well and stories like that um there's actually less bitcoin that's something people don't realize but um, a lot of Bitcoin's lost forever, right? Because people have forgotten their passwords, lost their wallets. So it's actually under 21 million. They they assume it's about 18. 18. They think there's 3 million Bitcoin that have been lost over the years and well, will never be retrieved. Well, and I could see that too because a lot of like offshore betting accounts that you go into, I don't know, I don't, allegedly. Just, just keep talking. You sound great. Like, so offshore betting accounts are like, we need it in Bitcoin. So you put $10 They're like, oh, you should should buy 12 just in case there's any change in the price mm -hmm. like that overage i'm like maybe i could go into some of those accounts and see what i got in bitcoin but yeah I, I, checking I, out. I, I mean there's probably a ton of examples of that there definitely are i know there was one guy who uh he lost his his computer from college and he thinks he had like like 500 bitcoin on there it's just rough man Classic. i know they used to like runescape back in the day or, or one of those games on you know, those nerdy games they used to use yeah. bitcoin to buy stuff and, well, and there was a guy in England, too, that, like, had a hard drive that had, like, a massive amount of Bitcoin on it, and he threw it in a dump, so he took out a loan and bought the dump, and then just <laughs> paid people to go through it to find his hard drive. That's Did he find it? I, I don't know. I didn't go far. I don't go that far. But, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, like, things like that. It's, like, he probably found it. I mean, a dump can... Actually, the dump's fucking endless. I don't know if you found it, man. That sounds sketchy. I have a question. So What's you up? said, like, when we were talking about mutual funds and all that stuff, you said, you know, you don't really need to understand it, just invest in it. I personally have that philosophy with cryptocurrency. Is that a bad idea? That's not. Not okay. at all. I, I believe it's so early right now that you're completely fine doing that. Like, I understand the very basis of blockchain. Like, I kind of get how it works. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I have no fucking clue, like, what Bitcoin and Ethereum, apparently it's Internet 2.0. I just found that out. I think I knew that earlier. I forgot it. But I have no clue. I just know that this shit is going to go up. Yeah. No, you're completely fine doing that. Um, and the, it's back to what we were talking about before. It's kind of with any investment. The dollar losing value year after year, if you own land, precious metals, mutual funds, cryptocurrencies, you're going to be good to go. You're, you're just, you're literally just betting. This is the way I view it. You're betting that the dollar is going to lose value, which is a guaranteed thing. You look at really wealthy people. Do they have $50 million in a checking account? No. 
they have a ton of different investments, right? Yeah. Yeah. But now if, if you're going to go and buy a bunch of small cryptos like Matt was talking about that have unlimited supplies and all the only way it's going to go up is if someone tweets about it, that's risky. But if you're going to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, and maybe a few others, you're good to go. So why don't people create like a Bitcoin 2.0 that's like, hey, guys, we're only going to create 15,000 of these. So it's a good question. But it, but like the the peel back the curtain on it and Bitcoin is like untraceable it's what people want because it's so it's universal basically now but why why don't people just create they're doing all these ass coin dogecoin hogecoin why not just create a finite one where people where you create that demand for it it's like it's not the u.s dollar where they're just gonna be like oh we'll print more so they have tried doing that um they actually did bitcoin cash i'm sure you guys have heard of that yep, yep. and um Basically, the the hardcore Bitcoiners voted, decentralized, and said no. And greater than 51% of the developers said, we're going to stick with the original Bitcoin. We're not going to move on to that. So people have tried doing that, and the, the true and tested original Bitcoin is, is stuck stuck through, made its way. Well, and then I know you you know more than I do, but like the guys in Brooklyn that are like, yeah, so here's my rig, and I just hook it up, and then... It basically, you unlock a level to unlock another level to unlock another level, and then you get a certain portion of that cryptocurrency. And do, do, have you ever done that? Um, I did back in college, but I was getting such a tiny amount, it became not worth it. But you know my friend, Charlie. Yep. Yep, he's a big like tech computer coder guy. So we did. We were getting like 0. .00001 Bitcoin every other day so we're like yeah it's not worth it a lot of work for not yeah. a lot of return i yeah, guess yeah i mean and like they're like yeah my electrical bill is like 700 dollars a month <laughs> in my studio apartment yeah you've got to calculate it if you're gonna if you're gonna mine for them you've got to have it calculated and run it like a business you got to know what what Get everything's going to be set up as go plug into like a best buy out back and run an extension cord <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah just plug into other businesses and just like oh yeah best buy is not gonna know that this thing went up i just or, love like hearing the stories or listening to people who are just so hyped up and they're in like 10 different altcoins and they're just like saying like matt said ass coin for example yeah. just like like I love hearing people that are just psyched up about it. I mean, good for them. I'm glad they're optimistic, but it's just like, do you have any fucking clue what that coin does or represents or anything? Most of them don't. Uh, no, I would say 99.9% .9 of people have no idea. What I would what I would advise, I'd go a third into Bitcoin, a third into Ethereum, and a third into your, your favorite crypto, your ass coin or whatever it is, <laughs> and hold on to those three and add to them for five years. And you're going to be happy with where they're at. Well, they well they say I think it was uh, Cuban. Mark Cuban was like, if Bitcoin hits like 250k, he'll run for president. And everyone's like, uh, in like 18 months, Bitcoin's going to hit that. Yeah, yeah. But that, well, that's what they, that's what they say. But I don't know if it's true. But then you look back at people a year ago when Bitcoin was at like what eight thousand dollars, and now they're saying what's it at, like 50 now no it's actually down it's, at like 33 right now yeah, oh it's, yeah it's, it's bobbing it. it had a nice pull down it. you should yeah it's a good time to buy right yeah, now. yeah matt i told you to set up your coinbase account it's a good time to get in right now do you recommend coinbase 
Yeah, that's the easiest. I would just do Coinbase. Pretty secure. Yeah, 100%. I actually went the extra mile and bought a hard wallet. There you go. And then I haven't really like put my other on other crypto on there, but I'll get there someday. Um, Let's get that set up because real quick, the hardware wallets, um, if you have your crypto on there, it can't be confiscated. Yes, I need so to do that. It's a little USB drive. It can't be confiscated. For someone to get your crypto off there, they'd have to come into your house hold you at gunpoint and then you'd have to give them your password for the for the USB drive. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. Just Things happen. went off the but rails. That has happened. There's been big bitcoiners that have had their houses broken into and and robbed that way. For real. Fuck. For the record I hold zero cryptocurrency. <laughs> for the record I don't really have anything that's worth a ton of money. My cat might be a little valuable, but what would you say about investing in businesses? Yeah, I mean, if you know how to evaluate a business or, or you have someone that you're really confident in and, and it looks promising, do it, man. 100% partnerships or, or what are you talking about? Yeah. Just like uh, either investing in businesses as like a, uh, like a partner, a you're not small version of Shark Tank. Like, yeah. Hey, hey here's $2,000. Yeah, for- 100%. If you, if you take the time to look it over and you think it, it looks promising, do it. What about starting your own business? You advise that? Again, yeah. If you have the vision and the business model and you think you can make money, do it. Go for it. We only live once, right? Yeah. YOLO. YOLO. What's the point? Like, what's the Bring point? It back. What's the point in guaranteeing yourself to work to your mid 60s for somebody else? Really, right? You know? I mean, I'm in total agreement with you. Anybody who knows me, I mean, I cannot work for the man. I, I tried the, to do it in Arizona, yeah, and that was my final straw. It was like I tried to work for the man, and I was focused. I was fully ready to bend over and take it dry for a year. I was going to grind it out for at least one year and then reevaluate. Boom, pandemic. Coronavirus. Yeah, yeah I mean, that might have been and the I biggest just, blessing in disguise. I mean, honestly, I came back and I said, fuck it. Started the podcast as well as multiple businesses and investing along the way. So you can do it. I had to move back from Arizona. I had fucking $200 to my name. And Matt and I started the podcast. I mean, I'm not saying I'm doing absolutely wonderful right now, but it's on the up and up. But at least you have the control over your own destiny, right? Like the baby boomers were the biggest generation. I'm going to get a job. Mm -hmm. This is how much I'm going to make. This is how much I'm going to invest. I'm guaranteed to work until I'm at least 62, probably 65. I don't know. That's not, I don't think that sounds like a lot of fun. The world still needs those people. However, 100%. it's not for me. Well, the the one thing I was thinking about when you were talking about like, yeah, like researching into like companies, the one thing I thought about was like Limitless, the movie Bradley Cooper takes a drug and he's smart as shit. And he's like on the computer. He's like, yeah, this guy's going through divorce. So the stock's going to plummet. And he was like shorting like random things. He like turned $10,000 into like 1.3 in like a day. And that's kind of what I think of on a, like a minute level of what you were doing. I don't know if that's like remotely <laughs> even right, but that's what came to my head. Um, yeah. So like on a day to day, what I do, I swing trade crypto right now. It's the main thing I do. So um, I just try to get into a position early on in the day, whether it's a short or a long, and I leverage trade. So. I'm not like leveraging. <laughs> I'm not like leveraging my house. I'm leveraging my own account. So basically, if I have ten thousand dollars in there, I can leverage it up to times ten. So it's like I'm trading with a hundred thousand dollars. But then, as soon as it drops, 
$10,000 because that's the actual amount of money I have in there, it would liquidate my account. So you have to be very careful doing that. That's So there is a heavy risk with yeah. a reward. As yeah, well. and you can set stop losses. So like if you get into a trade, you can say, okay, once it goes down 20%, so $2,000 loss, cut it out. So you have to do that. I mean, you can't risk losing it all. It's not worth it. It's well, happened it's, like, a few it, times. It's well, it's it's the classic point because you don't see it a lot where people come from absolutely nothing and blow up. Like when I, I was in Omaha like two weeks ago, and on a building, it's it's Warren Buffett's parents, and uh, like saw so it was like Buffett Building, but then it was like his parents' name above it. So I looked it up. And, like Warren Buffett didn't start out as like flipping hamburgers and created McDonald's and blew up. He had a little something. It's I think it's easy to make money when you have a bunch of money to begin with. Yeah, his dad was a, I think he was a congressman. I think he was a U.S. congressman or something. Yeah, so like, he was doing okay, for sure. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, not to take anything away from Warren Buffett, like he definitely did his work. He does everything to a T, and he's been on point like his entire career. Also, I don't know how he's not dead. <laughs> he drinks like four gallons of cherry coke and eats McDonald's every day. Pays an exact change like a psycho. That is pretty crazy, isn't it? Oh, stock market's down today. I can't get the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know Come what? On. I will just take one McMuffin. That's loyalty right there, man. I'm telling you. But like you're talking about that active day trading and stuff and going for the big ones. You, it has to be your job, I would say to people. I know some people that have tried to do that and like look at it for a half hour throughout their workday. It doesn't work. So no, I don't, don't do that. Cause like when, when you day trade, what time do you wake up in the morning? Usually like eight o'clock. Sometimes when I trade crypto, I'm up all night actually yeah. because uh, China does a lot more action. So sometimes I'm working at like one or two in the morning. It just depends. It's it absolutely depends. crazy. I mean, that's the beauty of the crypto, though, 24 hours around yep. the clock. 24-7, 365, man. It's open on Christmas Day in the middle of the middle of the day. Matt, you got anything else for Lane? Well, I actually wanted to talk about college for a bit because I know you're a huge Ohio State fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Did you go to Ohio State for a year? I didn't. That was Goulet. That was Goulet. <laughs> Which was, I thought that was weird because it was like, oh, yeah, in high school, Lane was a huge Ohio State fan. Lane goes to Arizona State. Goulet goes to OSU. Yeah. But, and then he transferred. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. But do you want to apologize for me for uh, a big Notre Dame fan and uh, <laughs> beating us in the 2006 Fiesta Bowl? I can't, man. That's asking for an on-air apology. I'll say I'm sorry. I can't apologize. <laughs> I have a Troy Smith signed jersey. His apology oh, was all sick. the that's financial advice he just got. Yeah. Should we should we give the listeners those those uh, four funds? If, if anybody you want to rattle them off now, in? I'll even put out a picture yeah. later. Let's do it. S C H G is a growth fund. V T I that's a total stock market fund, and V T V that's a value fund. And Don't Matt, have to know anything about investing. And Matt is writing these down, even no, though I'm, it was I'm just recorded. About, Hop yeah. into those, man. Hop into them. Hold them for your life. All right. Lane, this has been a lot of fun. We've ran a long time, but I've yeah, I, I loved it. I was fun, I, I was kind of like apprehensive, like oh, this is good. but it's fucking awesome. No brains, no headache. Podcast brings financial advice. Thanks to Lane Joe. So Lane, thanks for coming. Hey, thanks guys. It was fun. Thanks to Lane for taking the time to talk all things finance with us. 
before we get into Cleary's comments, Matt, I have a question for you. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you say you basically liquidated everything and bought his recommended cryptocurrency mid-interview? Yeah, I literally, so I have like 900 bucks, not to brag, uh, <laughs> on my Robinhood account, and I actually like made decent money from the stocks that I bought. Literally sold all of it, and now I own $400 of Bitcoin, $500 of Ethereum, and $16 of Dogecoin. Nice. There you go. Matt literally took his recommendations to heart and bought the cryptocurrency, so good for you. And good luck on your future financial crypto journey. Uh, hopefully we can retire off of the $900 worth of cryptocurrency. Uh, we'll see in the future. Let's get into Cleary's comments. Matt, who's starting it off today? Let me go first. This All is right. one I thought about. We're recording a little earlier, and this is one I thought that I was like, what if we had the draft? Like the Vietnam draft again? Like a war draft. Yeah. Okay. With our snowflake culture, could you imagine some of the excuses for draft dodging? Dude, it just came to me. Maybe we should have a draft so people start fleeing the country rather than coming into the country. Thoughts on that? Or they just go and die and thin the herd of some morons. Well, I just hope we don't get into a world war that would require said draft. I don't think a draft is ever going to happen. Yeah, we're going to have Gavin from Southern California on the front lines just getting his head blown off. Well, at least he was a TikToker beforehand, so he knows some good you know, video editing skills. If that comes into play in modern warfare, I'm not sure if it does, but maybe he'll get more TikTok likes when he returns from action. Yeah, and staying on social media, Mark Zuckerberg. Zuck. He's Zuck the suck. Yeah, Zuck's hucking some spears and... I don't know what it is about this guy that just had most punchable face in the world. Well, he's also an alien slash robot. Yeah, so he, I, he is so flipping weird. He is the only man on earth that I know of that can look uncool throwing a spear. I blame it on his college experience. You know, if he wouldn't have gotten to that bar illegally with his girlfriend, according to the Social Network movie, I don't know if this is actually true, but I think that was traumatic, which also led to his success. However, he has all that success and money ugh, comes with a lot of baggage, and he's fucking weird. Yeah, uh, like the one of him trying to do like white face with sunblock on one of those remote control snowboards or surfboards. Good God. Yeah, he... He's an absolute weirdo. Also, he's wearing noise-canceling headphones while throwing a spear. What's he throwing the spear for again? Uh, I think it was just like one of those funzy things. Like, just throwing it at a... Fun funzy things? What? Yeah. Can you explain to me what a funzy thing is? I've never really heard. Well, he's not throwing it. He didn't get drafted in the 2021 draft, so he uh, was throwing it at a block of wood in some random field. You think Mark Zuckerberg would get drafted, Matt? He would pull so many fucking strings and block your ass on Facebook faster than you can say the Facebook. Yeah, the guy sucks. I hate Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, if I didn't have like a bunch of pictures of old friends and family and great memories on like Facebook, I would have deleted that shit a long time ago. It's just like James Taylor said in that one weird movie about Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen being, like, depressed. Fuck Facebook. We have another member 
Go ahead. Excuse me. Oh, thank you. We have another member of the boycott list. As of today, Matthew, uh, I texted you pretty rationally, actually. I was I had a clean head on me. I wasn't too upset. But Einstein Bros is now a part of the boycott of NBNH Podcast. It joins Applebee's and Kobe's. Now Einstein Bros went there today. Uh, they had a few of those signs that said, like, out of stock on certain menu items. So I just kind of ordered around that. I ordered three items. Athletes adapt. And every time the dude was like, ah, no, we, we can't do that. And then after my third time, I tried to, like, order a bagel sandwich. Then he decided it was time to tell me they changed their menu. And basically everything I was looking at was a lie. Because they didn't even update like the physical menu you look at in the drive-thru. And a bagel joint will not allow you to make any sandwiches of theirs with bagels. Yeah, I think bagel places, one, are just the biggest crock of shit in... Or not bagel places, but coffee places. Oh, It's also tied in with Caribou Coffee, so they technically are boycotted as well. I've been to Starbucks one time in my life. Really? What'd you get? Do you know? Like a green tea and it sucked. You got a green tea? I yeah. can't imagine. How much did it cost you? Like $6. Did you get a venti? What's that? I have no idea. <laughs> I, just, I thought you would know. It's one of their sizes. Like venti. Uh, la- large? Grande. There you go. I'm, I'm literally thinking of role models right now. I'm thinking of Spanish words. Venti Grande. Oh, tall. A tall? Yeah, but a tall is their small. Yeah, I don't understand. I guess I don't mind Starbucks. Like, I go there every once in a while, and I just kind of do shit on my computer, get something to drink. It's it's pretty relaxing, I guess. But Einstein Bros on the boycott list. You know, I don't enjoy boycotting places. I wish that drive through experience was better because I ended up just saying thank you and driving away because it was like well i I wanted a bagel sandwich and einstein bros bagels doesn't offer any sandwiches that come on a bagel yeah how can you explain that to me i don't understand that i think it's just them not knowing their system because they're like okay well we could charge for this and just tell the two other people working there hey put a fucking egg on a bagel and give it to this guy hey come to our sports bar (laughs) not a single tv in the place yeah (laughs) I'll have a light beer. Sorry, we only have double blueberry IPAs. Oh, goodness. What, <laughs> what, are, we at? what are we at, the most progressive brewery in the eastern United States? I have no idea. But I, well, you said you, you canceled Einstein bagels or boycotted them. We, we did. This is yeah. a group effort. Yeah. Somebody suggested Applebee's to me the other day, and I said, no way, Jose. I'm standing in solidarity with my boy, Matt, as much as I do love. Applebee's is only good for the apps. Yeah. A cu- only a couple of them, though. Give me the boneless wings. Give me some mozzarella sticks. Late night. Fuck me up. However, I can't because I am loyal. And as a podcast, as a friendship, as a partnership, we have to stand together and boycott these places until they pay us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, the funny thing is, is that I already have been boycotting Einstein bagels for like two years. Yeah, you actually did mention it. What was what was the <laughs> so, reason? So they had these things called schmearfuls, and they were basically like a bagel, like the bread. So it'd be like an Asiago, like a bagel. Pap schmear. Yeah, so it's just like a 
ball of dough, but then inside they would cook it with cream cheese inside. Okay. And so they had like a French toast one, an Asiago cream cheese. Sounds pretty good. And they were so fucking good. And we'd get them like once a month at work. Like someone brought in schmearfuls. Everyone just go Everyone fucking. Everyone just high-fiving. Yeah. Morel just <laughs> went up 150%. I mean, we lost a ton of business this week, but someone brought in schmearfuls. <laughs> but yeah, and then like one day, like someone brings in bagels and someone opens them. Like, where the fuck's the schmearfuls at? Like, oh, they don't serve them anymore. Cancel. Morale just pew! <laughs> like, done. And, yeah, no one's ever gone back. Like, I guess we'll get fucking donuts now, like, poor people. Well, we, we need to keep exploring all of the great places that Bismarck, North Dakota has to offer. And I'm sorry, but if the quality is poor, if the service is poor, if you want a bagel sandwich at a bagel joint and they don't make one, you're going to get boycotted. I'm not sorry. Yeah, I, and I hold grudges so well, too. Sicky's Garage, I got a warm beer there like nine years Should ago. Should we just boycott them, too? Because I've never had a good experience. Yeah, I've had done. Sicky's boycotted. That's not, two Yeah, I mean, in this episode alone. And honestly, the Applebee's I went to is relatively close to Sicky's, so it might just be that fucking area. And there used to be a Hooters in that Sicky's. I love Hooters. I loved Hooters, too, but it just didn't last. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, let, let's move on. Yeah, before the blood pressure gets exceedingly Actually, high. <laughs> this will make you fucking even more mad. So Great. I was. What I like to do is go on Bizman Online. It's the Bismarck area form of Craigslist, and I just type in free giveaway oh. to see what people try to give away. For free. And it's like King Mattress used, and it's laying in this guy's front yard. And I'm like, no one's going to fucking pick that up. Or yeah. like... Dish rack, not sure the year. And it was literally the thing that the forks go into. I, like, who's going to get that? But the one that I just, like, lost my mind, and I have to, I literally have to bring it up because it is. What about the people who just, like, post, like, a heavy appliance just because they wanted it moved? It doesn't even work. Yeah. Broken fridge, U-Haul, might work, might not. Yeah. Salvage the copper. Pool table, <laughs> snapped in half, in basement, comes with. Almost all <laughs> yeah. of the pool Comes balls. with 12 of the 15 balls. <laughs> yeah, this one is along those lines. It Shoot just me. says, free, huge tree, cottonwood. You cut down, you haul. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I can get some cottonwood firewood, and this tree is fucking huge. I mean, cottonwoods <laughs> are a large tree. <laughs> And, and, and it's in fucking Tioga, North Dakota. Oh, my it's God. Be like, yep, you know what? Let's saddle up to bumfuck Egypt. Drive four hours from anywhere that resembles civilization to yep. this guy's yard because he doesn't want to take down some dead tree that fell over in his yard. And it's probably, I'm guessing, 50 feet. Oh, so it is already over? I think so. That's like the picture, but... That would be really funny if it was just a straight up like healthy standing tree. <laughs> yeah. He just wants it removed like, and just I was, refused to pay. I was going to put a third stall in my garage and this tree's here. But yeah, like you cut, you haul like, okay, realistically, if you went up there and did that, because you are an expert in this, you do that. And let's say it's like a big size cottonwood. It's going to take you what, like? two days to cut it up and it, haul it off if you have the average equipment that the average american does of maybe a pickup truck with maybe a utility trailer on the back and then your muscles and a chainsaw 
that's going to take you a long fucking time if it's a large tree because that shit's heavy. And then what what do you get out of it? Like, realistically... Well, if you cut it up, you'd still have to split it into firewood. And I don't know if this person is aware, but we're in a pretty severe fucking drought right now. (laughs) So I don't even know if outdoor fires are allowed within 100 miles of Tioga. And is cottonwood... Cottonwood's a good... Is that a good tree for smokers? No. Oh, okay. You're going to want to go for like, like a pine. If it sounds fruity, it's probably good for smoking. Oh, okay. A cottonwood is good for falling over onto houses in <laughs> storms and just burning, I guess. But I, the like realistically, this guy is probably going to end up paying someone like $2,500 to come cut this tree up and take it out. And he has the audacity to put it online said, hey, if anyone wants some cottonwood trees and wants firewood for one summer of campfires. During a drought. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, if you did want to bring equipment, like you would have to bring a skid steer, some sort of equipment to lift that on. Then on top of that, you need your truck or trailer or whatever you're carrying it to be able to hold that weight. So a single axle utility trailer about 12 feet long that's basically what i use that's not going to take on huge chunks of the trunk of the cottonwood your axle is going to break in half if your tires don't pop first uh absolutely i'm actually like sweating now just talking about that i'm just glad it was related to my field i'm pretty relaxed (laughs) drinking a bush light thank you for uh but but if someone consulting if yeah if someone said hey uh jordan i got this big cottonwood tree you can keep the wood uh, it's three hours away. Uh, you want to come up and take care of it? I would say, yeah, pay me $2,000, and then I'll think about it. Yeah, and then I'll come and look at it, and then probably say, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go to the local diner, hit the road home. Another thing I wanted to talk about was Teen Mom was back in the news, oh, and this yeah. bitch just won't go away. So, Is it the porn star one? Yes. Farah? Yeah. My girl. Farah Abraham. Hey, there you go. So she was fa- famous for being on the show 16 and pregnant like 12 years ago or like her kid's like a teenager now. It's been a minute. And then they just like parlayed that into the show Teen Mom where she lived with her mom and her mom would take care of the kid and she would just like party and she's like going to college. She came out in the news and said she's turning 30. I'm running for some sort of political office. Great. There are, like, a lot of people that say they're running for political office. I'm just like, oh, it's probably not a good idea. All you really need to do is get on a reality TV show about your poor life decisions, and then that is criteria to run for public office. You didn't know that? But this girl is dumb. Like, very dumb. I'm aware. And she She, also did porn. Yeah, twice. Okay, but this is... I went huge deep dive on her Wikipedia like I do all the time. Yes. And... So she did the first porn, and then... Like ever? Do you think she invented <laughs> the hand job? No. She did the first porn, and then she was like, like, regretted it, and then said... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Regret doing a porno, taking it in the butt. What can and, you do? And then so it came out that it was like, oh, uh, I didn't want to... That was just a sex tape that got leaked. Which is porn. If you're shooting, yeah. if you and your significant other in your own house, in your own room, video recording yourself having sex, that's still textbook porn. And then... It's just not out to the masses yet. 
But then, so, sex tape got leaked. I was hacked this, 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 saying, oh, I didn't mean to, like, she definitely meant to do it. But then she realized, oh, I need money again. So, signs a contract for a million dollars and stars in Backdoor Teen Mom 2. Is this for real? Yes. You're not making this up? Nope. Because one of my favorite pornos of the 90s was Backdoor Sluts 9, so... Is it that from uh, yes, I, version? Yes, I stole that completely. <laughs> everybody, everybody loves Raymond. How'd that get in there? It's actually a pretty good show. So but, she actually is doing Teen Mom. Yeah, and then now she's like... And oh. Kate plus 8 does porn? Basically. I mean, I think the dad in that basically banged a stripper. But... Yeah, yeah. happens. Now she has political aspirations, doesn't really have a job besides going around and going on talk shows. We should run for office if it wasn't fucking miserable. Yeah, and you actually have to, like, go to events and stuff and talk to normal people. Yeah, never mind. I don't want to run for office anymore. But that's probably what's wrong with America is literally a TV show about your poor life decisions. (laughs) That's awesome. Which is fine, that's entertainment, but that doesn't give you any sort of credibility, same as being a bartender in Boston. You probably shouldn't run for politics if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So, what do I know, though? What do I know? I'm just a podcaster from North Dakota, living life to the fullest. With no political aspirations. (laughs) I mean, maybe. We'll see what happens. (laughs) I might run for park board, but the only reason is for selfish reasons. I want a free pass to golf courses. I'm then going to get impeached but I keep that free pass for life. I love all the teen mom talk. It reminds me of a show that both you and I have recently binged. I actually binged this last night. So, uh, Mayor of Easttown. Let's just get right into it. I was going to bring it up in my Cleary's comments last week. Couldn't pull the trigger. I thought the whole time, speaking of teen moms and political figures, I thought Mayor of Easttown was the political person, M-A-Y-O-R, mayor of east town boy was i wrong but i persevered you told me hey all the episodes are out you can binge it i didn't start watching it till after 10 p.m last night up till about 4 a.m had to you know put a pin in it until the morning finished it all within like 12 hours it was fantastic but let's talk about how crazy that shit was Honestly, like, is it outside of Philadelphia? It's in Pennsylvania is what I got out of it. But, yeah, it's got to be close to Philly, basically, no matter where you are. But they were all wearing, like, Philly's gear, Flyers gear. I saw a Nick Foles jersey. I was looking for the Carson Wentz, couldn't find it. Maybe because he didn't win them a Super Bowl. But And that town is full of debauchery, and no one loves a Carson Wentz in debauchery towns. Yeah. I mean... It makes Pennsylvanians look absolutely terrible. They're all terrible human beings, according to that show. They were all having kids at alarmingly young ages. Yeah, that's that's what I got out of it. Basically, spoiler alert, everyone ends up either dead or arrested or a lesbian. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that's really all I got out of that show was East Town, Pennsylvania, huge heroin place and they also won a state basketball championship girls basketball in like 1981 and that's how they hang their hat that's such a fucked up show though just like mayor's life situation just living behind 
like basically neighbors with her ex-husband has a son who committed suicide daughter's a lesbian like i said nothing wrong with that but gotta add it to the list mom's the mom is a the grandma you see her playing fruit ninja like a crazy person i thought she was gonna come into play of like doing some crazy shit i mean she had an affair with that old dude Oh, that was at his funeral. He's like, guys, I haven't announced, or at his wife's funeral. He's like, guys, I have an announcement to make. And they're like, everyone thought it was going to be like, a, oh, thanks for coming. It's like, I had an affair five years ago. And then it just cuts to Mayor laughing in the car. But I thought it was a really good show. Oh, it was great. Top to bottom, T to B, very good. Um, Like, had a lot of twists that I guess you would, after they happen, you're like, oh, that makes sense. But I never saw it coming. I was all over the board every episode or every half episode. I'd be like, oh, it's that person. Oh, it's that person. Freddie's doing heroin again. It's that person. I, How does Freddie own a home? <laughs> I, don't th- I, thought his sister, I thought his sister did. No, he stayed at her house because he was using. And he remember, he got his gas shut off at his own house. The dude owns a house. And he just continually robs the town and shoots up heroin. Who would get utilities shut off? That's, that's really negligent. negligent yeah, who would them. ever not have their utilities in line and get them shut off? I can't imagine. I do love when Mayor is uh, she's like, family meeting when she gets fired from the police force. And he's like, Drew, here's Grandma's iPad. Go into your room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta watch out. Just That's also what's wrong with modern society. Oh, I don't want to discipline my kid. Here's an iPad. Yeah, uh, this the show is absolutely electric. I could not recommend it more. I don't think we spoiled it at all, if anything. I think I spoiled it when I said it's not a elected official mayor and not M-A-R-E mayor. Yeah, it, it took some deep diving for me to find out that that actually wasn't a thing. And I'm also glad that I waited to watch it until all the episodes are out. Same. Because that would have been absolutely miserable. I haven't binged a show in a while, and, uh, you know, the schedule today was pretty wide open so i could afford to stay up all night so you got to do that every once in a while treat yourself yeah it's a it's a change of pace and also change of pace did you ever think of classes you wish they would have had in high school karate yeah something like alternative schooling but no we're teaching like worthless stuff like yeah we're gonna have a test next week on the war of 1812 because everything that you learn in that you better memorize every book of the bible otherwise you're no good sinner yeah i is what i was taught in my upbringing i like i respect history you want to learn about it so you don't repeat it but oh we're repeating it most definitely and (laughs) but like all the other like what i got my most beneficial class in junior high outside of english because we had a dynamite english teacher was like some class that was like life skills where Miss Hill taught me how to write a check. Like a dynamite English teacher, meaning you wanted to light a stick of dynamite and just hold on to it? <laughs> it was like the to hardest. To get out of the class. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest. Jordan transferred schools. Yeah, I transferred schools from the Catholic school to the public school. Guess what I had? Uh, it was like home ec. We called it something else. Facts class, family and consumer science, where you got to cook food, you got to knit a pillow, I mean, you got to do all this cool shit, and it was awesome. See, that's what we need more of. I don't need more of, unless you're like... Then if you ever have kids, send them to public school. Because a Catholic school is not going to have 
fucking baking classes. There's a reason that a lot of kids because in our they class... Because they have a religion class. Yeah, there's a reason a lot of kids in our class would leave school for the first half of the day to go to another school to learn a trade. Yeah, take the trade stuff if you can. Yeah, and if, if your plan is to go to college, take as many college classes. Are we talking to, like, 16-year-olds right now? I don't now? know. We, I don't we, think <laughs> they listen. Let's, dude, let's move on. Dude, yeah, we had a finance thing. Now I'm trying to give advice to our one 16-year-old listener. I would agree, though, like, learning how to write a check, great. Yeah. Fantastic. I think I hated cursive in the elementary days. They don't I'm even like, teach it anymore. I'm glad I had it, though. Yeah. Because I'm a right cursive sometimes, because I can. I'm bilingual. I don't think that's what bilingual is, but I digress. So we had a suggestion from Cleary's comments last week. Uh, we were talking about the local baseball game. I was talking about my hot dog or lack thereof. And somebody commented about the ketchup dispenser. We were talking about how it just unevenly does it. Bill R., our listener, loyal listener, he said... Like, you know, the hand sanitizer, automatic dispensers, that, but for ketchup, thoughts on a motion-censored ketchup dispenser to take care of our hygiene problems in America. Oh, I, that's a great idea. And honestly, there's so many of them now. Why not repurpose them? But also, you got to have a quick and steady hand because you got to go at a good motion. That was the discussion that we had, you know, two to three second dispense time. Because you're going to run into that kid who can't figure out the pre-cut bun. He can't figure out the aim of the ketchup dispenser. Ketchup everywhere. So there is a little bit of risk there with the reward. And see, what I like about the classic in like a diner, the red ketchup bottle, is that it's the area that it comes out, it's such a small stream. Maybe that's what they need to do because it's really hard to fuck that up because it's such a small stream of ketchup. You could just go back and forth and then when you're done, just pull it away. I'm just excited to get down to the home run derby at Coors Field in July. I'm going. I'm going to eat myself some fucking hot dogs, and they're going to be good. We're not talking any Devin Sherrados, right? We're going to have some good, quality, healthy-looking ankles meat. Oh. We're back with the Olympics this week. As you know, back in episode 55, Matt changed the rules up a bit. We wanted to spice things up in the old NBNH podcast Olympics area. So this week we're going with the Olympics of crazy people. How the Olympics work, if you don't know, we pick a topic such as crazy people. Then we work in descending order. We'll alternate between silver, excuse me, gold, silver, bronze, lost in the medal round. And we can't have the same picks. Those are the new rules. Apparently, I'm going first again because I suck at Olympics. So let's get right into it, shall we? My gold pick in the Olympics of crazy people is going to have to be Hunter S. Thompson. Now, he's a journalist and author most known for Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. But he also rose to fame with his book titled Hell's Angels, where he basically spent a year with the motorcycle club and just like acted like one of their own. And then you also may recognize uh, The Rum Diary. That was a 2011 movie with Johnny Depp. Him and Johnny Depp are really good buddies. But, I mean, besides his crazy style of storytelling and uh, writing, he had gonzo journalism, which was essentially you just throw yourself into whatever your 
you know, researching, such as Hell's Angels. You just go hang out with them, ride a motorcycle for a year, you know, maybe shoot some people. I don't know. But I think he's crazy because of his intense habits of drinking, drug use, and just dangerous hobbies all around. I mean, this guy loved the alcohol. He loved the hard drugs. He loved firearms. So there's this classic article everybody can read if you just search him. It is uh, a day in the life of Hunter S. Thompson. This motherfucker would wake up at 3 p.m. He would just start basically drinking almost immediately. At 3.45, he would do cocaine and keep drinking. From about 4.15 to 5.15, he would alternate between cocaine and coffee. Good choice to mix. Uh, about 6 p.m., that's when he started smoking weed to take the old edge off. You know, he'd have to go in for lunch at 7 p.m., which usually consisted of a Heineken, two margaritas, two cheeseburgers, two orders of fries, a plate of tomatoes, coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order of onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, bean fritter, and some more drinks and another beer, as well as some cocaine. And um, I'm assuming this guy's dead. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> very much dead. Yeah. He ended up taking his own life. Uh, oh. Not really surprised. I'm sure he was just super fucked up and that was his plan the whole time. Uh, but he, yeah, he took his own life at like 67 after battling a bunch of illnesses, probably mental issues. But yeah, he wakes up at 3 p.m. and then. He starts doing acid in the morning as well, or excuse me, at 10 p.m. He starts doing acid as well as the cocaine. Then he would write all night and go to bed at about 8 in the morning. So his sleeping time was 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Pretty interesting. But the amount of cocaine he does, I'm surprised he slept at all. Yeah, and I mean, if anybody's ever seen the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, it's pretty fucked up, and this is the guy who wrote it. Uh, he had a lot of, like, celebrity friends. He also tried to run for sheriff in uh, Colorado town. It was unsuccessful, but he tried. So my gold medal, Hunter S. Thompson. I, I knew of him, but I didn't know all of that. So holy Christ, that guy is bananas. Yeah, I mean, he's known for doing all sorts of hallucinogens, obviously cocaine, just a raging alcoholic. I'm sure he was a good time when he was awake, <laughs> but... Let's get on to it. My gold medal, and this is like the front, what I think of crazy people, this is what comes to my mind, is Gary Busey. Okay, good pick. Gary Busey is absolutely fucking off his rocker. So most people know him as Chet Stedman from Rookie of the Year. He was relatively normal. I know him as the retired military veteran from Black Sheep. And that is very similar to his actual personality. Yeah, that guy Living is in cuckoo. an old bus with a urine-soaked couch. <laughs> My grandpappy, <laughs> grandpappy Winston Savage died. Zeppelin landed right on his head, blew his <laughs> head clean out his ass. But Gary Busey is absolutely bananas. You listen to an interview for him, and you're like, okay, you say like two words, and you're like, Starts like monologuing about them, like this, this, this. Just his mind, I don't know if he did every drug or if he's just weird. But Gary Busey's my gold medal because he is just off the walls. 
Yeah, Gary Busey is like a modern day, you know, Gordon Bombay in the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. She sees a good athlete and just tries to bang their mom. Classic. See it all the time. Excellent gold pick, Matt. I'm very impressed. Didn't even come on my radar. My silver medal here. I have to go with just a classic crazy person here. Charles Manson. Dude was nuts. The notorious criminal and cult leader finds a home in the silver round here today. He had a California commune dubbed the Manson family. Original. They committed around nine murders in the late 1960s. Uh, I believe he committed some of the murders himself, but he mainly just like choreographed the others, which takes some pretty crazy persuasion or brainwashing skills, either or. Uh, his most famous victim would be actress Sharon Tate. Uh, if you don't know who Sharon Tate is, she was slightly portrayed in the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, played by, played by Margot Robbie. In that film, Sharon Tate was spared by Brad Pitt on LSD, telling his pit bull dog to take down the murderers. In real life, that didn't happen. Boop, dead. He also had a swastika tattoo smack dab in the middle of his forehead. So need I say more? Yeah, that guy, absolutely bananas. Great pick. Also, his following, in, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but in jail, he's like 82 years old. Oh, he was engaged to like a 29-year-old chick who was relatively attractive. I can't even get a text back. Yeah. And the cult leader in jail is engaged. Asked for a girl's number, got a drink thrown in my face and kicked in the dick. But yeah, this guy is just slaying poon at 82 years old. Yeah, he's just a weirdo. The funny part is after they all got uh, you know, indicted, arrested, tossed in jail, they got rid of the death penalty in California. So they are forced to live out their entire stay in prison. That's a great pick. I mean, this is this. I love this draft. I or, had to go with. I couldn't do my whole podium without going with like somebody who was just like a cult leader slash serial killer. I couldn't do this whole list without at least one. Yeah, and I'm surprised that because I mean we were different, and that's nice. Uh, my silver medal is Dog the Bounty Hunter. Really, he is fucking bananas. What is your reasoning? So, Dog the Bounty Hunter is, he's been married five times, most famously to Beth, who passed away, R.I.P. R.I.P. Died of throat cancer, but when you smoke 400 packs of cigarettes a day, it... Bound to happen. Yeah, bound to happen. But this guy, Beth was his fifth marriage, and within a year of her dying, he was engaged again. Oh, very sexually active. He's engaged to be married. He has 12 kids that he knows of. And it's all, like, his whole story, like, he married a girl that was, like, in a marriage already to a minister that they had been separated. And, like, the whole background of, like, him losing his children, he goes to Okay, this is, I don't get the law. Matt, you're all over the place, man. Pull it together. He goes to jail for first-degree murder, and he goes to jail for two years. Yeah, well, O.J. Simpson, Ray Lewis. But he was convicted of first-degree murder and served two years, turned it around most famously with Dog the Bounty Hunter, the show, and a great show, but this guy is absolutely insane the way he talks, carries himself. I mean, I would love to have a beer or meth with him, but he is insane, and that's why he's my silver medal pick. 
I mean, between our silver medals, I would 1,000 times percent more shake Dog the Bounty Hunter's hand and like hang out with him for an afternoon than Charles Manson, but good pick, Matt. I'm not going to judge you, but I'm going to judge you. Probably just talk shit behind your back later until we get there. My bronze medal in the Olympics of crazy people here on No Brains, No Headache podcast, I'm going to go with Joaquin Phoenix. Right away, he came on my radar simply as a joke, but after doing my research, he solidified his spot on my podium, and here's why. First of all, have you ever seen the movie Her? Have you? It's like with Scarlett Johansson. He falls in love with the fucking Alexa, like the speaker device, which even if you're acting is super crazy to me. Oh, here's a script about a movie where you literally fall in love with your Bluetooth speaker. That's fucking nuts. I know it's just acting, but that's pretty crazy. Moreover, he recently did The Joker. And we all know an actor playing a Joker in a film can be detrimental to one's health. Just saying you have to be crazy to play that crazy. Did you see The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix? We saw it together, drank Fireball in the back of the movie theater. It was a great movie. It was probably the last movie I went to in a movie theater. Honestly, it was, and it was probably two years ago. Finally, I was researching some cults to get the brain juices flowing. Obviously, I had Charles Manson above, and I came across the Children of God, the COG, as they call themselves, C-O-G. A brief summary of this cult, because they're not my pick, but they were established in the late 1960s in Huntington Beach, California. I don't know what California and cults, I don't know what the deal is. Uh, They didn't work nor go to school, so the adults did not have a job. The children did not get an education whatsoever. The children were secluded from the parents because they didn't believe in like that type of lifestyle. Uh, they would take place in quote, religious prostitution unquote, with the act of quote, flirty fishing where the women would bang men to coax them into joining the cult. Unfortunately, they also had lots of physical and sexual abuse of the women and children Uh, It's still around today, known as Family International. So Joaquin Phoenix, fun fact that also adds to the crazy, his parents changed their last name. So that's I just think that's crazy when people like just change their name of like an entire family, like maybe a middle name or your first name. I don't know, but he was a part of this cult as a child before his parents got out of it. So couple that with the roles he's played in movies, and the end result is the bronze medal in the Olympics of crazy people. Joaquin Phoenix. You never saw it coming, did you? No, I didn't. I knew he was crazy, but my pick is very similar to Joaquin Phoenix. It is AOC. Oh. My bronze medal is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Call her Sandy, if you'd like. The uh, congresswoman from Brooklyn who despite her best efforts, is not really doing anything besides discrediting herself in Congress by introducing deals that don't even get people with her own party to join them. Yeah, it turns out just like uh, teen mom, fair Abraham, thinking that you know she could run for office, AOC is another example. Just because you're yelling into your you know camera phone on Instagram Live about something that upset you, that doesn't make you a productive member of politics. And yeah, I think she just likes to hear herself talk. She's also had that boyfriend with the sketchy income. 
I don't know about that. Uh, she had a boyfriend who's basically an illegal immigrant, but he's also getting paid from her campaign. So that's cool. I don't know the details. Don't call me on it. I don't like AOC. Judge me. Don't judge me. I don't care. We don't like to get political on this show, but in Olympics of crazy people, open for interpretation. Literally anyone is available. If Matt wanted to choose Matt and I wanted to choose myself because we are crazy, we could. I didn't. Maybe you did. We got one more pick. Let's get to it. Lost in the medal round for Jordan. Detroit Lions fans. Crazy as shit. Since winning a pre-Super Bowl era championship in 1957, they have only one playoff win that came in 1992. But that's about it, as they haven't made a Super Bowl appearance ever in franchise history. I think they're like the longest existing team that hasn't made an appearance. And like, there's another stat where it just basically says they're fucking terrible. Like in the past, before we were even born, they were plagued by a terrible GM. I read this long article. Basically, he refused to spend any money on talent, just like a cheap ass. Um, apparently, those values are still practiced within the organization today. <laughs> They're so bad that Kelvin Johnson, Megatron, who could have been one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, would you would you dispute that? If he like would have had a, maybe a little bit better team and played a whole career, he would be up there. He's Julio Jones, but better. And, I mean, he is still in the conversation, just had a shorter career. Uh, he retired early, leaving Matt Stafford hanging. Poor Stafford, man. He is a ruthless competitor who is very talented but was never surrounded by it. So, naturally, they traded him away. <laughs> and I tell you what, if you're a Lions fan who is optimistic about Jared Goff and Dan Campbell, you may deserve a spot on this podium because, good God, they may go 0-17. Well, look at it, too. Arguably the best receiver of all time retires at the age of 30, which is unheard of. Barry Sanders. I think that was the 92 only playoff win, right? Arguably the best running back of all time. He's up there. Retired at, like, 29 or something. Like, crazy. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, bringing Barry back. We should have a good team next year. He's like, no, I'm done. I just think it's ridiculous how long they strung on Matt Stafford. I think it's ridiculous how they're still fucking... NFL organization, to be perfectly honest with you. The only thing the Lions are good for is the early Thanksgiving game. That's the oh, only thing they're good for. They play the Bears in some meaningless game that you're... But it's awesome because it starts at 11 a.m. It's earlier than the noon kickoff for Central Time. And, I mean, it's Thanksgiving Day, so you're just getting jazzed up for a day of eating and drinking. The only good Lions game of the year. Well, and it's sweet, too, if you have, like, uh, fantasy implications. It's just, like, a Thursday... 11 a.m. on a Thursday, and it's like, hell yeah, I got a wide receiver going right now. Let's go. For the other team, of course. But they legitimately can't keep anyone on the roster for a career. I got to go with Detroit Lions fans, and they would have been higher on my list had I not found out Joaquin Phoenix was in a goddamn cult. My loss in the medal round is Mike Hughes. And not a lot of people will know who Mike Hughes is. A former cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings, drafted out of University of Central Florida. Close. Okay. He was born in 1956. He's known as Mad Mike Hughes, noted flat earther and daredevil. And Mike Hughes, his background is he loves to set like Guinness Book World Records or be like the fastest man in something. He actually holds the Guinness Book World Records of jumping a Lincoln Town Car stretch limousine 
103 feet. This guy's not crazy at all. I want to meet this guy. No, just wait. He's okay. he's dead. Um, and the way he died is fantastic. So he likes to make homemade rockets, homemade steam rockets. Who and, doesn't? And send himself up thousands of feet in the air. Awesome. And in 2020, he decided that he was going to do, for a TV show, he was going to go up into the atmosphere and take a picture to show that the earth is flat. His, Haven't we done that before? Yeah, it didn't go the flat earther's way. But Mike Hughes launched his rocket, and as he launched it, the parachute that was supposed to bring him down just deployed and detached. So he's just sent up in the air with absolutely no way to get down. Did we double-check the parachute, guys? <laughs> no, we didn't have enough time. Great. <laughs> and just... Dead. <laughs> and but like the way he went around it, he's like, we have to check with the uh, Bureau of Land Management because they have to like okay these launches. BLM, baby. And then he's like, I'm just gonna move it on to private land. And I had a conversation and they gave me the verbal okay. Goes back to the land management bureau and they're like, No, you didn't. He's LMB. Like, but he's like, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Does that parachute deploys right away? And imagine the people that are just sitting there, like, watching this rock and, like, dude, this guy has no chance of even remotely living. It's entertainment, though. But he did have some funny things that he would do. He'd start a Kickstarter that he'd be like, I'm going to, for this is for the rocket for the Flat Earthers, or this is for this. Set, like, a $200,000 goal. His first one, he raised $310. We should start a Kickstarter for, like, a hundred grand, and we're just going to take all that money to the bar. And we're just going to prove that that's an okay idea. Yeah, Mike Mike Hughes, absolutely fascinating life. Definitely had a screw loose. I salute you for your aviation, I guess, but... I'm my name is Borat. I like you. I like sex. It's nice. Shall we get on to the honorable mentions? Yeah. Because before we started, I said, hey, man, I only have four picks. So if you take one, I kind of have to audible quick. I do have a couple honorable mentions. My first one of Olympics of Crazy People, honorable mention, people who do CrossFit, CrossFitters, what do you call them? Crazy people? Yeah, especially because it's been proven that CrossFit is, like, detrimental to your health. With the way that, like, people that are getting older now. Even if it was good for your health, it just doesn't look, like, fun or comfortable. Uh, yeah, it's basically, like, American Ninja Warrior minus the part that makes it cool. American Ninja Warrior meets back problems meets Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's... I, I can absolutely agree with that. CrossFit people are nuts. Do you have an honorable, an yeah. HM? Yeah, so I actually, I had a big board of eight, and I got my top four. Nice. And on my big board, I had Bill Walton. The basketball player and analyst. He is definitely on a lot of drugs, but Bill Walton is entertaining, and he knows what he's doing, so I he wasn't high on my big board, but yeah. Are you fucking with me? Bill Walton is absolutely crazy. If you listen to late night Pac-12 basketball, you'll get a lot of it. Well, one of my honorable mentions might make a few people mad, but liberals, pretty crazy. Extreme liberals. And staying on the political, I also had uh, Alex Jones. 
Oh, I thought you were going to go with a Clinton or perhaps yeah. a Biden <laughs> child. I don't know. But Alex Jones is on the far right side of things. So I don't lean either way, but Alex Jones is so hard into every single conspiracy theory, it's insane. He thinks that planes are doing climate change. He thinks that there's a chemical turning frogs gay. He's been basically banned from every single social media platform. Went on Joe Rogan. It was an absolutely fucking hilarious video. It's entertainment. I mean, he at its finest. He was like, "I got the papers right here," and Joe's like, "Well, who's your source?" And he like says this guy, and Joe's like, "That guy's a comedian. That was in his bit. That's not a source." And he's like, "Well, I got the source right here." And like, not a thing. Uh, my last honorable mention. I thought of it right as we started the Olympics. Caitlyn Jenner, or formerly Bruce, uh, decathlon gold winner. Was that what? As, as a man. Went from Captain America to... Oh, but the, he won... Bruce, he won uh, gold in the decathlon, right? Is that the event? Yeah, which, okay. is, which is like a super like an Iron Man. human, yeah. Okay, so Bruce, he won the gold in the decathlon. Marries uh, Chris Kardashian, formerly, now Chris Jenner, still as a man and straight, gets on a reality TV show because he married a Kardashian. That's what happens. Becomes a huge star. And the, did they divorce first? Yeah. Or, uh, I, would, I would hope so. I, I don't it's know. I don't iffy. know the timeline, nor do I really care about the timeline. I don't either, but I'm just trying to like lay it all out here. Man, gold medal, decathlon winner. Man, straight, married, reality TV show, Kardashians. Woman? Running for... Political office in California? God. The phases of life, I tell you what. It just makes me want to bash my head into a wall. You should. Um, I actually had two more. The other one was Britney Spears. You do not talk shit about Britney. I know it would have been controversial. She wasn't high on my big board, but she is absolutely fucking insane. Okay, I'd probably agree with that, but don't talk shit about Britney. And the other one I had is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is insane. One of the greatest boxers of all time. But the thing I love about Mike Tyson, which is why I didn't want to put him on my podium, is the fact that he has his career split up into two parts. Pre-jail and post-jail. Straight to jail. Right, right to jail, right away. He was knitting sweaters and he was selling them for way too high of prices. Got sent to jail, got a face tat, came back, was still a great boxer. Bit Evander Holyfield's ear off. Classic. Twice. Classic. And he is relatively crazy. He has a pet tiger. I mean, checks all the boxes, but I do like Mike Tyson. This was an awesome Olympics. I was very satisfied with my list when I showed up today. You said you were too. Uh, we didn't cross swords whatsoever, so that's good to see. And that's kind of why we do these very broad categories, such as Olympics of crazy people. But... If you are the people and you want to vote on your favorite podium, all you got to do is go to the at NBNH podcast Twitter page or at NBNH podcast Instagram page. There you'll find our polls and you can vote on your favorite podium. Feel free to comment. What do we do right? What do we do wrong? We don't give a shit, but you should still do it. It's a lot of fun. You can also check out our other social media pages, Facebook page. There's always a link to the show every week, some content as well. And if you want just stuff off the wall, a little bit crazy ourselves, 
go to our TikTok. Everything is at NBNH Podcast. That's our show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. Before I let you go, there's something I'd like to talk to everybody about. Matt and I are encouraging everyone to join us in buying bracelets for Dylan's team. What Dylan's team is, it's a, it's a Facebook page for Dylan Wetch, and he's a teenager here in Bismarck, North Dakota. I know he wrestled for Century High School, and he has leukemia right now. So what you can do is go to Facebook, type in Dylan's team, and join the group. There you can find a link to f- buy these bracelets. Uh, they're $5 bracelets, and it'll definitely help. They'd really appreciate it. Uh, Dylan was described to me as a kid with a heart of gold, and when I met him, that wasn't that couldn't have been more true because he was such a nice kid, and you just got to put yourself in his shoes, and it's $5. Just take a little bit of time. If you just listen to the show, you took about an hour plus to listen. Please take a few more minutes and just donate to Dylan Wetch. He's a young kid who needs our help, and we'd really appreciate it. Uh, no Brains, No Headache podcast. We like to have a lot of laughs and fun, but when I was approached about this, I said, no problem. I will gladly help promote that. We have this platform, so let's try to do some good with it. Uh, support the show. One way to do that, go to Facebook, Dylan's team, buy a bracelet. Looking forward to next week. We have the Olympics of zoo animals. like to keep you on your toes, so going to go through our favorite zoo animals next week, revisit our childhood a little bit. Then hopefully we are getting an interview. I can't say quite yet, but hopefully we can shed some light on No Brains, No Headache podcast involvement with ND Country Fest. See you next week. Then let me put it to you this way, cuz... TV. God only knows, got my mini me in the GP. See how it goes. Evil's all that I see. You ask me my name. G to the Rizzo, E to the Dizzo.